The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into a Colorado edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. My name is Barrett Salee. I appreciate you checking out this show. If you're watching on YouTube and Rumble, you might be asking, hey, why is there a big lodge in snow behind me? Well, I've been telling you right, Colorado. I jacked up my knee. So I'm just sitting here while everybody else enjoys what is a very, very nice day full of snow. Gotten about three or four inches since, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning. And they're all enjoying it while I'm sitting here talking to you guys, which I enjoy talking to you guys. But still, I'm not going to lie. I'd much rather be out trying to hurt myself, which I did yesterday, trying to hurt myself again in Telluride, Colorado. Reminder, this show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515, 850-888-0515, your source for vacation rentals along the Gulf Coast of Florida. They specialize in Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton Beach. If you're going on a vacation this summer, looking for somewhere to go, check them out, CoastalVibeVacations.com. So there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the world of college football, at least from what I've noticed, a lot of basketball going on. Uh, of course, with what was a big weekend in the SEC and elsewhere. But uh, one thing I did want to talk about, we haven't really touched on this a lot during this show, the Clemson Tigers. And I know there's this thought now that maybe Dabo Sweeney is past his time. And look, I, I just don't think that's the case. I think he has been reluctant to adapt to this new age of college football, but I think he is smart enough to learn his lessons and maybe start going the route of Kirby Smart. And, and what I mean by that is pick and choose certain times when you go after a transfer player. Pick and choose certain times where, you know what, I'm going to supplement my roster, but I'm not going to make my roster full of transfer players. Look back at what Georgia did with Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas. That helped, although they weren't game changers. That certainly helped. That's something that Kirby Smart had taken pride in himself after that first 2021 national championship. In fact, I remember sitting talking to Kirby the day after, and really actually the day before um, as well, or a couple of days before as well. And he prided himself on saying, hey, what, this guy's, this is not a team of, of, of transfer players. This is a team of homegrown players, and he, he's proud of that. And, you know, he's supplemented the roster since then. 
like I said, he got Lovett and Thomas. He, you know, Tyke Smith came from West Virginia, a couple others here and there. Uh, and that's fine. And I think Dabo's probably two or three years behind Kirby in embracing this new era. He hasn't really done it this year. I'm fascinated to see what happens when Dabo and Clemson go through spring practice and they see what works and what doesn't. Because I do think the spring portal window this year is going to be much more populated than it has been in years past, especially last year. Last year, you know, I think a lot of coaches, it's not a lot, some coaches, including both in the state of Alabama, thought that there'd be more quarterbacks available, and there weren't. So I think, and I'm not saying Clemson's going after a quarterback. I mean, I think Kate Klubnick's going to be fine. But I think right now when you look at how Clemson is going to operate, I think they have the talent to be not only an ACC championship contender, but also a playoff contender. I mean, obviously, if you're an ACC championship contender, you're probably going to be in the playoff in the 12-team format, not necessarily in the 14-team format. We saw that last year. But in the 12-team format. So I think from an offensive line standpoint, they're fine. I, I don't think they're going to miss Will Shipley all that much because I, he, Phil Moffat kind of came on strong in the second half and kind of became that 1A instead of the 1B. And I think from a defensive standpoint, they've kind of got that good mix of veterans and young talent you know, getting Barrett Carter back's huge. Anybody named Barrett is approved by me because we are all good people. Uh, but he's going to be the leader of that defense. Secondary-wise, they're they're pretty darn solid. So to me, I think if, if you look at what to expect from Dabo this spring, I think to me will tell the tale whether he's stubborn or welcoming, stubborn or modern whether he's Jimbo Fisher or he's Kirby Smart. And I do think Clemson can get back to that national championship level, that level where, you know, not, not only are they going to be a conference title contender, but a, a, a true power, a team that can not only make the playoff, but win the playoff. I think one thing in, in this day and era, in, in this day and age, we have to recalibrate our mindset a little bit, right? There have been teams in the past, you know, Oklahoma, Michigan State, uh, Washington uh, in 2016 that made the four-team playoff, but you looked at them and said, you know what, they, they can't win it. They can make it, they can't win it. Product of good circumstances, great. Congratulations, you deserve to be there, but you can't win it. I think in, in the 12-team format, you're going to have to really, really welcome that idea. Because in reality, and I'm not going to get on my soapbox again, you guys know how I feel about that 12-team format and how I'd rather go back to the BCS. And more on that in just a second. But there will be more teams that are good enough to make it but can't win it. And I think what when we get to that point as college football fans, I think it's appropriate that we need to celebrate the accomplishment of making it and not criticize when you don't win a national championship for the majority of the teams. I don't think Clemson's going to be in that boat if Dabo gets with it. But if he doesn't, then yeah, they're, they're going to be one of those teams that gets in, can't win it. 
But if they go through spring practice and Dabo pinpoints one or two areas where they need immediate help, and I don't know necessarily exactly where that would be because I do think they're pretty strong, but if he identifies one or two areas and reacts accordingly, you could be talking about Clemson as one of the two true ACC powers along with Florida State. And if you guys have heard me talk about Florida State, you know that I'm fully on board the Florida State bandwagon, not just short term, uh, but also long term. So it'll be interesting to see Dabo. I think this is a critical juncture of his tenure at Clemson, because right now it's there are some questions. He set the bar very high, higher than it's ever been at Clemson. But that readjusted the goals and expectations for the program. Because you can't just sit here and say, oh, it's little old Clemson, whatever. Like You've got boosters who poured money into that program because of what happened, because of what he did. So you can't settle for the expectations being a little bit too high if you're the one who brought them to that level. So that, to me, is going to be interesting. The last thing I wanted to touch upon before um, – I meet the folks, meet the family for uh, some drinks after they get done. Because as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we're a little bit of a glare, but it is still snowing here in Telluride. It's only supposed to snow for an hour overnight, and it literally has been snowing all day and all night. Um, lifts are about to close. That's, that's how crazy it is. So you know what? If, if my knee doesn't get better, I'm going to miss it tomorrow. But if my knee, knee does get better, there is going to be powder. It is going to be awesome, and I can't wait. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So I mentioned the BCS and mentioned the 12-team playoff and the 14-team playoff. If you haven't listened to me talk on SiriusXM or when I wrote at CBS or when I wrote at Bleacher Report or when I wrote at College Football News and we're dating back all the way to 2008, some of you guys were barely out of diapers at that point. You know that I have been a minimalist when it comes to the playoff. Right now, we're rewarding access over excellence. We sit here and talk about how these bowl games are participation trophies. Well, that's exactly what we're doing 
in the 12-team playoff era. We're granting access over rewarding excellence. And to me, that's a shame. I would much rather there be two teams. And look, I'm an Auburn guy, right? I saw Auburn get left out of the 2004 BCS championship game because Oklahoma and USC never lost. So you'd think of me of all people would hate the BCS, but no, that was the one time they missed it. That was the one time the BCS missed it. The definition of being a championship caliber team is not dependent on winning a conference, winning a division, winning one game. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. That's why I hate divisions and conferences in every other sport. Now, they're more tolerable in those sports because they're a little bit more, a little bit more structure, right? You have 32 teams, you have 30 teams, you know, it's, it's spread out around um, the talent spread out because you have a draft, all that other stuff, right? College football doesn't have that. It, it's beautifully dysfunctional. And so as a result of that, the definition of a championship caliber team or just a, what a championship team is, it ebbs and flows on an annual basis. There is no definition. The season defines the definition of being a championship caliber team. And so to me, that's why I like the BCS so much is that you go through all of this, every game matters. And I know the retort be like, well, uh, you know, not every game matters because not every team has a chance to get in. Not every team has a chance to get in the 12 team playoff either. Every game matters and every game's so big. Think about what it's like in week two when there's a massive, massive upset in the two-team era or in the four-team era. The world was over. The world was over. Even though in some cases, like in 2014 with Ohio State and Virginia, uh, and Virginia Tech, Ohio State still found a way to get back. But it mattered so much. The uncertainty of the season and what it meant mattered so much. That's a feature. That's not a bug. In the 12-team era, you get a massive out-of-conference loss. Let's just say it's Texas, Michigan, whatever. Pick one. Uh, Ohio, or Wisconsin, Alabama, whatever. Pick one. The reaction is going to be like, oh, they, got, they, they can still make it. They're, they're cool. It's fine. Not only could they lose another one and potentially get in, they could lose another one, still make the conference championship game, win that, and be one of the top what will be five automatic qualifiers. That's not fun. That's not good for the sport. I love the fact that games would matter so much in week one that you could legitimately think that cost a team a playoff spot or a BCS championship spot, but you weren't totally convinced. And then you'd go through the entire season and you'd have different reactions and you'd have different uh emotions to every single game. What does it mean? What doesn't it mean? But another thing about this, and I don't think this gets talked about enough, is everything's about the playoff now. Everything became about the playoff in 2014 and it hasn't stopped since then. That sucks. Because if you have a team that's in the Rose Bowl race or like TCU back when it was in the Mountain West, that mattered so much. If you had a, a guy that was... You know, Baylor, RG3, they, they weren't a very good team. I mean, they were decent. They were pretty good. 
He won the Heisman Trophy. How friggin' awesome was that? They had no chance to make the BCS championship game. Everybody was watching RG3. You think that happened in the 14 playoff? Not really. Once in a while, a little bit. Manziel, that 2012 year, that was pre-BCS. Think about what Manziel would have been in the 14 playoff era. Had they, I mean, they lost their first game of the season. Their first SEC game, I should say. He'd have been, yeah, he's freaking awesome, but he's kind of a, a secondary story. Like, now, like, that was the biggest deal all year. Even though yeah, they didn't have a chance to make the play, or the, the BCS championship game. Biggest deal all year. It was awesome. You don't get that. You didn't get that in the 14 era. You don't get it in the 12-team. In the you won't get it in the 12-team era for sure. So, I don't know. Give me your give me your thoughts in the likes, comments, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. I, I'm, I'm interested to hear what, like, really think about it. Don't just dig into your pre-assigned opinion. Like, think about what really matters in college football to you. Because if it's just who the national champion is, you'll probably like the playoff. I think the national championship is part of what makes college football great. And honestly, it's probably not the most important part of what makes college football great. There are so many great things about our sport. The 14 playoff made it all about the playoff. The 12 team playoff is going to ruin it. But if you've listened on Sirius XM, you've read when I was at CBS or whatever, you know that I've kind of given up that, that fight. I'm a politician. I've conceded the race. I lose, you win, but I can still stand on my values. And maybe, maybe someday more people will jump on my side and fight for what's right in this world. But anyway, um, that does it for su- for the Sunday. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm bored out of my mind. Honestly, I was going to do a show tomorrow, but hopefully I make up for it and can actually ski tomorrow. But um, that'll do it for this Sunday slash Monday edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. Appreciate you guys watching on YouTube, Rumble, listening on Apple, Spotify, all those places. Uh, it's been great to do this show. Um, it means a lot to me that you guys have responded in the way that you have responded. So that's why I'm doing this because I'm giving you what I think that you want. And um, it's been fun. So anyway, y'all have a good Sunday slash Monday. And uh, hopefully I don't tear what feels like a torn, <laughs> torn up knee right now. But we'll see what the doctor says when I get back. Have a good day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.